Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Jeff Curtis, CEO of the Portland Rose Festival Foundation. As the festival's CEO for the past dozen years, Jeff has successfully overseen three major strategic efforts, including seeing Rose Festival through the celebration of its heralded centennial and the subsequent downturn in the economy. During that time, the festival remodeled its board governance, transitioned to a 501 nonprofit, and was finally named the official festival of the city of Portland more than a century after its inception. Working closely with the city, Jeff was able to broker the festival's first ever stable headquarters, an ideal location in the center of Portland's waterfront park. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on, man. We, uh, we're ha- happy to have you. Oh, I really appreciate you being on. I appreciate you asking me to be here. Absolutely. So I was reading on your guys' website. Obviously, this is a festival that, that many folks in the Portland area know about. It has a great history. It's been around for a long time, over 100 years, in fact. And I was reading that it was originally founded by basically city leaders who wanted to make Portland the summer capital of the world and do that through a festival, through events. Obviously, we know all about the fantastic weather we have in Portland during the summertime. Um, you know, as a, as a guy who, who was born and raised here myself, talk to us a bit about kind of what you know about the history of, of the Portland Rose Festival and kind of the evolution of it over the years into what it's become today and what you guys are doing today. Well, that's a great story. You know, 1905, go all the way back to 1905, uh, the Lewis and Clark uh, Centennial Celebration was taking place, um, acknowledging that big, that very famous trek from east to west. And uh, and Portland was a big part, Oregon was a big part of that whole trek across the country. And in 1905, they, they wanted to commemorate that. And they had a huge celebration. Over a million people came. And this is in 1905. There wasn't, it was hard to get around back then. <laughs> and over a million people came to Portland, Oregon, and, and as part of this exposition and fair. And, and, and the city leaders, as that wrapped up in 1905, they're like, wow, look what that did for us. It, it, it brought all these people here. They enjoyed our city. How can we turn that around and make it uh, do that every year? And, and thus, city leaders, just two years later, uh, created uh, the, the Rose Carnival, which is what it was called in the first first year, um, which was modeled of, uh, at that celebration. And they cre- and that's formally the Rose Festival started in 1907. And the floral heritage was just part of that story because Portland and its climate and roses were part of it. Let's brand this city uh, as roses. And so from 1907 till today, it's been uh, the Portland Rose Festival and a 112 year tradition, an amazing story. And the true, the true purpose is still exists today. Those city leaders said, let's do something. Let's bring people to Portland. Let's show them this great place we live. Let's showcase it. Let's drive. Let's create some economic buzz and activity. Uh, and that's what, that's one reason they created Rose Festival. And that's absolutely very true still today. And the secondary part is let's 
get our let's unite our people, the people that live here under in a certain time of year where everybody's excited. Summer's come right here or almost here, and let's just have a celebration so we all can be united as friends and neighbors uh, as a secondary purpose. And like I said. <laughs> 112 years later, we're still doing that, Preston. That's what's pretty special about our story and our history. Yeah, you guys are doing something right, and people have been doing something right for a long time for it to be going on for for over a century for that long, 112 years, like you said. Uh, Jeff Curtis, CEO of Portland Rose Festival Foundation, joining us this time on Metroscope. I'm on your guys' website. Anyone out there listening right now can check it out, rosefestival.org. Uh, there's a bunch of valuable information on there. There's a, a calendar. The event is kicking off this weekend, actually, as we speak. Um, I guess we can just start there and, and what you're excited about uh, that you guys have going on uh, You know, th- this, this year, this time around. I know it's kind of a broad question. You have concerts and lots of local businesses involved. Uh, but yeah, talk to us about kind of what you have planned for this year and what you're excited about. Well, you, you certainly helped out by acknowledging the website. We like to say you can create your own festival experience because there's too much to uh, to cover in the, the scope of our conversation. But uh, but in, in, in a nutshell, you know, we have this three full weeks of celebra- celebratory activities, over 30 different events for design where anybody and everybody can participate. And almost a lot of them are free with the parades and then the waterfront. But then you break down kind of what I'm excited about. We look forward and we spend the bulk of our resources time is we divide it into really two major categories, the waterfront activities, which is city fair, um, which is your, your urban celebration in the downtown core filled with carnival, uh, great food and music um, as part of city fair. And that's where you, you can get, when you talk about the music, that's an evolution of Rose Festival that's changed over in the last probably five or six years. We've really made a commitment and investment to bring in some national talent on, on a large stage. Um, while it's not a music festival format, um, we do have some amazing shows this year. We have a country fest, um, which is a fantastic concert uh, featuring Low Cash and Uncle Cracker. Uh, it'll be on the big Rosone stage, the Bob Lanfear Beaverton Honda Rosone stage. And then you'll have uh, a show called Roots and Boots uh, down here at the waterfront, which is a throwback 90s country show. Um, in addition to a lot of local entertainment, too, that's mixed in. So, uh, and, and then when you're walking around the event, if music's not your thing, you just want to hang out with friends, there's six different beverage stations filled with you know, everything from Bloody Marys to, to your favorite craft beer from Widmer to a great glass of wine. And so it's so much more than just uh, what it used to be a couple decades ago, which is so well-known for its carnival. But the carnival is still a huge attraction. Who doesn't love riding rides? I, as a kid, I grew up riding rides. And it's just so, you can see that every year when we set the carnival up. It is certainly a big draw, and that's part of it. So the waterfront and city fair is a big piece we're excited about. Then you marry that up with Fleet Week on the final weekend of our festival. Um, that's very unique for us to have these ships come to town, and uh, and which is amazing tradition here. Um, so that's Waterfront in, in a nutshell. And while we can go into more detail on our website, um, the other aspect that I'll share, which is the secondary piece, and it's not secondary in the nature of a priority, but it's certainly just the second piece of the conversation is parades. Um, in Portland, Oregon, we love parades, and there are a lot of parades in our community and a lot of parades around the country, but Rose Festival does parades on a on a national, international scale, 
If you look at the uh, the schedule with the Starlight Parade, a nighttime, illuminated, fun, zany, free-spirited, great nighttime parade, family-focused event. Um, people, or a quarter of a million people, come down downtown on June 1st. Um, and then our Junior Parade, the largest kids' parade in the country uh, on June the 5th taking place in the Hollywood district. And then on June 8th, you're looking at the, 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 the very event the Rose Festival was founded on the, when the Carnival of Roses was taking place, the Grand Floral Parade, which is a, a floral parade with floral floats, uh, equestrian units, and marching bands. A real true spectacle. So uh, that's a long way of saying well, there's a lot going on, but the waterfront and the parades are kind of the centerpieces of the 2019 Portland Rose Festival. No, I really appreciate it, and I can't emphasize enough, rosefestival.org is the website. I'm looking at the parades right now. Um, folks who are listening, you can go on there as well and find out more information. They they truly, I'm not just greasing this up, they truly look incredible um, in terms of just the sheer amount of people who are in these pictures, uh, kind of the, you know, the way they're all dressed up, the pageantry, if you will. Um, it's, uh, it's really cool looking Jeff. So I know we're all, we're all excited for it. There's cer- certainly no shortage of things to do out there, no matter what you like to do. And Hey, it's Memorial day weekend. So for, if anyone's, you know, staying in for this weekend, uh, or even going into to next week, um, obviously there's, there's a lot of different things you can do as I pull up the calendar here, May 24th was the official start date and then it'll run. Does it run all the way through June? I mean, what's kind of the, what's kind of the date range here that we're talking about? Uh, there's we're, we're, the core. The core we call the core celebration period goes through June 9th. Um, but the festival activities don't conclude. But the core celebration of the when we're how we're using the waterfront concludes on June 9th. But then we have some what we call some uh, some satellite events that are part of the festival calendar that are important that still take place a little bit later uh, in June. You have the Good in the Hood celebration, which is a fantastic uh, event as part of our calendar uh, that takes place on June 21st and 23rd, and then the milk carton boat races on June 23rd. Those are just events that happen to fall a little bit outside that core calendar window, but are very important to a Rose Festival in our community. So we like have that part of Rose Festival. And then we, last but not least, we do do a, a, do a lot of work with the LPGA, um, putting your sports hat on. Uh, we help produce the Cambia Portland Classic, which is the LPGA event out at Club the Edgewater on all the way into uh Labor Day weekend, but uh, um, that's the kind of the nutshell. Core three weeks in June is the core celebration, right? And then a few satellite events later in June, and then uh, Labor Day weekend we're involved in the LPGA Cambia Portland Classic. Fantastic! And I'm looking at uh, some various events. The the Dragon Boat Race June eighth through the ninth looks pretty sweet. Are these events? That one's free to the public. Um, are are these events free to the public? And how do, how does the public? get involved, I guess, so to say, logistics, you know, where would you recommend if people, for example, uh, at the Tom McCall Waterfront Park, people want to, you know, check everything out that's going on right there in Southwest, where, where do people park? Um, does it cost? How, how, how would you kind of describe um, a good way to attend this event for, uh, for folks listening? You bet. Uh, the best way to get around, and this is in, in a great urban city like we have with a lot of the events taking place in this downtown, downtown core, is public transportation system is fantastic. There's been a lot of investment uh, and strategy on that, and that's by far the best way. Uh, TriMet gets you, uh, whether by bus or by max, gets you within walking distance of City Fair, Fleet Week, parade routes. 
um, get you right on the parade routes, for example, if you're going to the parade. So that's that's by far the best way to get down. There is uh, still a lot of a lot of ancillary parking in the downtown core, especially on the weekends when the business uh, users aren't parking them for daily use. So the, there's a lot a lot of availability if you are driving downtown as well. And of course, good old fashioned bicycles and scooters nowadays uh, help you get around. So that's that's the, the number one thing is the ease of getting here by public transportation makes it pretty simple. And then when you're down here, there's and down here when I describe the the core celebratory area of the downtown core, um, there's things you can enjoy that are just part of the festival that you can walk around and there are no no fees associated with that. The dragon boat races, for example, you can come down here and watch those. You can go, if you get here early enough, you can get in line to get it, go view the ships free of charge. Um, you can look at the floral floats on June 8th and 9th, park down here in NATO Parkway and just see the, the, the craftsmanship of those floats at no charge. Um, and then, and then if you want to, and then city fair, there is a $8 admission um, for the city fair uh, event, but kids uh, six and under are free. Uh, and there's also uh, an advanced discount of uh, $3 if you want to buy an admission ticket in advance and not worry about the lines and things. You can go to our website as well. So still very economical when you look at uh, events these days and kind of the, 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 what you get for that. And then if you're looking at con- some of the larger concerts, those are ticketed concerts that are available as well. So um, a lot of in a nutshell, transportation you can get down here and a lot to see and do, whether you uh, pay to get in or just want to be kind of just check it out and be part of Portland during the Rose Festival. You can do that as well. No doubt. This is Jeff Curtis, CEO of Portland Rose Festival Foundation, joining us this time on Metroscope. The Portland Rose Festival is underway uh, as we speak. Uh, I have here, you are the chair of the World Board of International Festivals and Events Association. You ended a term there. Um, That sounds interesting. And talk to us about how the Portland Rose Festival, you would say, stacks up to events that you've seen worldwide. I guess off the top of my head, when I think of festivals and events, as someone who's 25 right now, I think of you know, music festivals, I think of a South by Southwest in Austin or a, right. or a music festival in California or even up here in the Gorge. Um, yeah, just uh, as far – and I, maybe do you, do you look at other festivals and kind of take away positive things that they do and bring them into the Portland Rose Festival? How, have, how from your position as someone who's worked, uh, you know, organizing festivals for so long, how have you kind of combined everything you've seen into uh, what you do to help stack up the Portland Rose Festival? I, it, it actually gives me a lot of energy and drive to see what other communities are doing, uh, both locally, locally, even local events, but national or international, and then to and to um, share that what we do with other events and, and this sharing economy, um, which is very which is very interesting about event event world. There's there's a lot of great ideas that are duplicated in other cities, and they'd be brand new for one city, they're not new for another. But in in my case. Um, and the Rose Festival case is that the Rose Festival is very unique in its in its very approach to be a a it's a nonprofit. Uh, it's it's not a for-profit music festival entity put on by a major mu- music industry leadership uh, core. Um, it's a non group of men and women that are working hard year-round. This is goes back 100 years that that are just trying to do something great for Portland, and and that's rather unique in this celebration period where it's three weeks long, all these different events. The the thing, the similarities that you'll see nationally is uh, similar to the Kentucky Derby Festival. 
uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. Um, you'll see it's very similar, Rose Festival, similar to an, uh, the Indy 500 Festival, um, very similar to the Memphis in May celebration. Um, and, and with Memphis in May, it has its Beale Street Music Festival. It's kind of that signature. So these are celebrations that create. they're done so in the sake of an entire city scope with designed to have multiple activities. And usually there's like one or two big things in those cases of Indy 500 or, or, or Kentucky Derby. Those are obviously those are the signature sporting events. What Portland has that's very unique is our parades are actually that. You know, we don't have this signature sporting event during this three-week festival period, but our parades is what defines us. And how I can say that with great appreciation is when I travel as part of this board, that's what people think about. They think about the Rose Festival and it's and it's how it connects with locals and how it has these world-class parades. Um, that's what defines us. And, and as I wrap that question up, I could talk a lot about the IFEA, which is you refer to. Um, it's the International Festival Events Association. Rose Festival helped found that organization 55 years ago. So as me as CEO and representing Rose Festival, it's an honor to be part of that conversation. This is an organization of 3,000 events worldwide. Amazing events. Music festivals are part of it. Bowl games are part of it. Um, and Rose mm-hmm. Festival is part of this organization. And, and I was able to uh, be its board chair, uh, just wrap that up and traveled to some great events in Korea and in Denmark and sharing what we do in Portland, but also learning a great deal and uh, and trying to adapt that here. So the obvious follow-up there for me as a sports guy, so for folks who, who know or who may not know that I work for the fan as well, producing shows, um, how does this Portland Rose Festival compare to the Kentucky Derby Festival? I'm curious about that. It's a great question. See, the Kentucky Derby Festival is a is a celebration. Even though the Derby is that signature one day race on on a Saturday afternoon in May, leading up to that, Louisville is filled with activities as part of this Derby Festival. And there is a major parade. There's a waterfront on the river. There's concerts. There's about 60 different events. That's quite similar to Rose Festival. It's a collection of many events that are celebrating that part of Kentucky. And it just happens to be part of, at the end of that core window, three weeks, is that famous race, what, that two and a half minutes in sports yeah. um, that, that's, that, that defines that. But if you didn't have that race, you, you, mm-hmm. you would have a, a very similar situation of uh, parades and waterfront activities and music and concerts that's celebrating Louisville and their quality of life and all the things that we do here in Portland. So that's they're very similar with the exception is we don't have a horse race, but we have uh, some amazing parades. I think that's a great way to phrase it. I, I really do, and, and kind of a great way to put it because a lot of people do think, oh, yeah, everyone's just – getting fancy and and drinking just for the horse race but they're just kind of celebrating in general and that and that's a good way right. to, to kind of look at the the rose festival here jeff curtis ceo joining us this time on metroscope and we have the portland rose festival underway how long have you been involved with the with the rose festival foundation and just putting something like this together, I mean, I imagine it's it's a tremendous challenge, also rewarding as well. I asked you before we got on, are you popping a bottle of champagne yet? And you said no, we're gonna do we're gonna do that later on in in June or afterwards when it's all done. Uh, but what's it like just kind of putting together such a big event like this that goes on for a couple of weeks? 
Uh, a little personal part of that, and you being uh, on the fan in sports. My background in sports business, I worked for a minor league baseball team in my early 20s and then worked for the Seattle Mariners uh, in the late 90s. And um, so, uh, you know, that that when I say I say that is I love the, the, the events of sports. And, and I moved here in 1998 to take this job for the Portland Rose Festival, and it was a little bit of an adjustment for me because uh, there I wasn't dealing with professional athletes and sponsorships and of, of, of a sports property. I was dealing with this community event and I quickly learned that in Portland, Oregon, this Rose Festival is as significant of a an event and 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 culturally as important as a sports franchise in a major city. I learned that just because of just being around and about and talking to people and what it means and all the history of people coming to the parades every year and so that's kind of a driver for me. I've been doing this for 21 years, um, uh, over a, uh, over 12 as a CEO, and it's it's truly uh, a rewarding experience uh, to do this and for this community celebration. And it takes a uh, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of, of of resources. While we have a great history, we always have to look to reinvent ourselves, uh, be relevant, uh, because Portland's population is changing, uh, demographics change, there's people's interests change, and Rose Festival has to stay stay with the times. And that's uh, that's a balancing act that we play. But uh, as part of my efforts is, is a great, young, innovative staff um, that, that helps drive that, uh, a fantastic group of citizens that are board members that help do that and thousands of volunteers. But collectively, the Rose Festival takes about 11 or 12 months to create. Um, well, so when we wrap this up, I mentioned that you know, as, we, as you highlighted that, it's like we'll celebrate once it's over, but we'll just quickly uh, be in meetings and, and recapping and going, what, what's next? What's the next festival look like? Um, and automatically go into that mode uh, and really and, 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 and remember that what, our, what we're here for, which is about Portland and Oregon and people that live here and creating events that they're they're proud of and that also that people will want to come and travel here to take part in so it's a it's a big 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 project uh like i said 11 or 12 months out of the year we're working on it full-time year-round got a staff of 13 here year-round that do that um and like i said over a thousand volunteers that just uh that help help put it all together Man, comparing the Rose Festival to, to a pro sports franchise, and I think it's a great comparison. See, I I knew we would, I knew we would click, Jeff. I knew that you'd <laughs> that you'd find a way to to put it in my terms, and hopefully for people out there as well can uh, listen to just you know how how uh, important, and that was really good perspective of how much how much preparation it takes, and uh, how important it is to the city as well. And hopefully we can also have a pro baseball team here in the in the future, which I know a lot of people are uh, are praying for and talk to us about all the time. Uh, at the fan. All right, we got a, about a couple minutes left here. So yeah. I, again, just what can people kind of expect from this year's festival? Uh, I think you'd mentioned some musical artists who will be appearing earlier in the uh, in the interview. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. w- what can people expect? Um, what events are you looking forward to uh, here in the next couple of weeks? There's a couple of things that I think the listeners should really pay attention to, especially if you've been no Rose Festival schedule, which doesn't change too much every year. Uh, Saturday night, June 1st, um, this has been putting you, it's funny we're talking about sports again, but we'll talk Timbers, Timbers soccer, home opener. Saturday now they've been on the road for what three months uh, and they are uh, going to get that that four thousand uh, add-on to Providence Park uh, mm-hmm. open to the public on Saturday June first the very same time and the very same night as Starlight Parade when there's a quarter of a million people coming down here for the Starlight Parade so the message there is is the boy plan ahead it's going to be an amazing night in Portland Oregon whether you're coming to the Timbers game or you're coming to the parade you're going to try to do both. 
Um, but the, the, the thing that's also changed as part of that as part of logistically and just making it work better is the famous Starlight Run, which is about 5,000 runners. It's moving from Lincoln High School to Waterfront Park down here at City Fair. A start-finish line will be down here, kind of relieve some of that congestion. Still the same race. You're going to run along the Starlight Parade route with the thousands of people watching you. But it'll just start and finish down here at Waterfront Park um, as well as it's going to start a little bit sooner, 7 p.m. start time. So I think that's – I'm looking forward to Saturday night that night just because there's so much activity going on. Portland's just going to be a buzz and it's going to be a great night for uh, whether you're a Timbers fan or you're just you're a perennial parade goer. But I think that's important for everybody to know that, that, that change and what's happening on that night. But when you look at it collectively, I also say, and this is going on uh, this weekend as we're talking and they're about to wrap it up, is the uh, we got professional disc golf in town at a Blue Lake Park, a brand new Rose Festival event. Um, and that, that takes us out of the core, which is great. We like to diversify our events across the metro area. And the, the best world disc golfers are in town competing uh, in the Portland Open. That's taking place as part of our calendar as well. Awesome. Well, Jeff, hat tip to you for for be, getting behind this and, and being, I know you said you have a big team behind you as well, but just uh, everything that you guys have done to organize a great event that certainly a ton of people in the area uh, have known about for a long time and have enjoyed for a long time, uh, myself included. So yeah, thanks for what you guys do and, and best of luck. And I'll keep the uh, fingers crossed that the weather gods oblige, uh, as they often do this time of year in, in May and June here in the Portland area. Uh, and yeah, thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, best of luck with the rest of the couple of weeks here. I really appreciate me on. I appreciate the note about the weather that all, it's the one thing we can't control amongst a few other things. And, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll have it no matter what, but it's always a lot more fun when the weather's great. Hey, Oregonians are always ready, man. They are always ready. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, just bring a light rain jacket. They're ready for anything. Thanks, Jeff. Really appreciate right. it, man. Thank you. We were talking today with Jeff Curtis, CEO of the Portland Rose Festival Foundation. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.